Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shedmo Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Lord, we're grateful for another privilege to receive your word and we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Lord, we simplify our hearts and simplify our receiving and we receive your word with meekness of spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to us specifically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And build us up by your word, your prophetic word, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Say a big amen. Amen. To your right and to your left, if you have somebody there, say you're welcome to Bible study. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Once again, I welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All our viewers online, you're welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have been considering the ministry of the word. Can we say that together? The ministry of the word. One more time, the ministry of the word. Last week, we saw from scriptures that the word of God is the centrality of God's kingdom. Everything about God's kingdom is built around the word. It was by the word that we were saved. We were born anew, born new, born babes in Christ by the word. And we are sustained by the same word. We are built up by the same word. The word has become our light. The word has become our illumination. We live by the word of God. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we live by the word. Our life is word life. Our existence in Christ is word existence. And we live this new life that we have received by grace through faith, um, we leave it by the word, by the word. So it's from God's word, starting with God's word and ending with God's word. Amen. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul speaking, says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and then to the Greek For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from, come on, faith to faith. Starting with faith and ending with faith. Jesus, the living word, is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so starting with faith, ending with faith, for the just shall live by faith. And that faith um, by which we live comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our entire life is all about God's word. Praise the Lord. And that's why the earlier you settle down with God's word, the better for you. You come to church, don't come to trash, don't come to vanity, come to the word. Amen. Let your affection be on God's word. The Bible tells us that they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. As we look to the word of God, we are lightened and our faces will never know shame. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why it's important for us to stay our gaze on the word. As believers, you must stay your gaze on God's word. All right? Look out for the word in every meeting. Look out for the word. Because it is the word of God that builds up. Praise the Lord. It's the word that builds up. It's the word of God that will build you up into that measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. As we have it in Acts 20 and verse 32, Paul commended you know, the elders of the church at Ephesus to, the, to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to 
build them up and give them an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. So God's word is able to build us up. Amen? So we focus on the word. What have we come to? Amen? Come on. What have we come to? The word. We've come to the word. We've come to the word. You remember when Jesus um, was calling people, he called them to himself. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Matthew 11 and verse 28, and I'll give you rest. And he's the living word. So we have come to the word. We have come to the word. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have come to the word. Now, you have not come to man. You have not come to anybody. You have not come to a religious system. You have come to the word. Turn to someone and say, you have come to the word. Oh, come on, preach it. Be a good preacher. Come on, say you have come to the word. Oh, come on, preach it. The spirit of the Lord God is upon you. Come on, preach it. Say you have come. Amen. Say neighbor. The hand of the Lord is strong upon me. I'm anointed to tell you that you have come to the word. Amen. Praise God. We have come to the word. It is the word of God that we have come to. Every one of us. Every one of us. That's why your gaze must be on the word. Don't be distracted. Amen. Don't be distracted. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saints. Incline your ear to my saints. Give attention to my words, he said. All right, so that means we have to give attention to the word. You know, when people come to church and they focus on something else apart from the word, that's when they get offended, they pick offense here and there, they get distracted, praise the Lord, and they get carnal. All right? But when you focus on the word, you can never, you know, be distracted. You can never go carnal. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. You can never pick offense or offenses because your gaze is on the word. Say the word. One more time. Say the word. <clears throat> you remember the account of um, Peter walking on water in Matthew chapter 14? Amen. Jesus was walking on water and the disciples were there in the ship and they supposed him for a ghost. And they cried, alas, hey, it's a ghost, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. Jesus said, no, I am not a ghost, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter said, if you are the one, Lord, bid me come. Amen. And he said, come, praise God. And Peter began to walk on water. But what happened? The Bible says he was walking on water towards Jesus. That means Jesus was his focus. Jesus was before him. He stayed his gaze, his affection, his focus, his meditation, his attention on Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the Bible tells us that he saw the wind boisterous. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And then he began to sink. Praise God. And Jesus, he cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, save me, have mercy, save me. And Jesus stretched forth his hand and picked him up. The both of them we're walking on water, all right? But one began to sink. What happened? Jesus said, why did you doubt? Amen. Why did you doubt? Excuse me. What is the definition of doubt from that scripture? Amen. Why did you doubt? That was the question Jesus asked him. You shouldn't have doubted. Why did you doubt? Amen. When his gaze was shifted from off Jesus, that was doubt. He doubted. Amen. Your faith can only be strengthened as you focus on the word. If you get distracted from the word, all right, you will doubt. You will doubt. Stay your gaze on the word of God. Can someone say amen to that? So we've been called to the word the ministry of the word. And we've seen the definition of God's word, that the word of God is not human philosophy, it's not a tradition of man. Amen. The word of God is not religion. The word of God is not common sense. Praise the Lord. The word of God is a person. Jesus, the anointed one, is the living word. Hallelujah. 
And we saw that in gospel according to St. John, chapter 1. And verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him. And there was nothing that was made that was made without him. And then verse 14 tells us that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. So the word was made flesh. The word was made Jesus, the anointed one. Praise the Lord. So he is the living word. And every word, every statement, every teaching every preaching that does not substantiate the person of Jesus, his finished works for us, hallelujah, what he has concluded for us on the cross of Calvary, it can't be the word. That's not the word. Hallelujah. That's not the word. So the word substantiates Jesus when it is preached, when it is taught, when it is announced, when it is taught. The word substantiates the person of Jesus, who he is, to us, what he's done for us, who we are in him, and what he's doing through us and in us by the Holy Spirit. Can someone say amen to that? And that's the word of God. Now, to better understand the ministry of the word of God, it is important for us to understand that the word of God is the inspired utterance given by the Holy Spirit to the testimony of Jesus, the anointed one. That means the word of God is inspired. The word of God is inspired. The word of God is not just mere statement describing events in scriptures or in the Bible. The word of God is not a narrative of the historical events in Bible days. The word of God is more than that. The word of God must be inspired by the Holy Ghost as a testimony of who Jesus is. Glory to God. It is inspired. You remember in John chapter 6 and verse 63, Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profits nothing. He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Praise the Lord. They are spirit and they are life. So the word of God is inspired. It is inspired. The word of God is more than mere statement or utterance. The word of God is inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost, testifying of who Jesus is. That's the word. You know, the Bible tells us in Revelation, Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And you know the word of God is prophetic. Amen. It is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it testifies of Jesus, and that testimony is prophetic. Glory to God. That's the spirit of prophecy. So the word of God is inspired. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, all scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. All scripture. Let's want to say all. One more time, say all. Uh, all. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. To what end? That the man of God may be perfect or mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Again, in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible tells us there that for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. Did you see that? It came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Did you see that? They were moved by the Holy Spirit. That means they were inspired to speak by the Holy Spirit. And so they spoke the word of God. It didn't come... Um, by an action of their will. No, it came by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So God's word is inspired. Glory to God. It must be inspired. For no man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And no man speaking by the Spirit of God can, cause, I mean, can call Jesus accursed. Nobody can. 
Praise the Lord. That means you cannot attest of who Jesus is, the living word, except by the Holy Spirit. So it is the Spirit of God that moves us to speak the word of God. And the word of God is always a testimony of Jesus, the anointed one. Can someone say amen to that? It's, it's prophetic. God's word is prophetic. It is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it comes with a prophetic cutting edge to minister to us prophetically. We'll get to uh, see that in a moment from now. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the names of the word very quickly. The names of the word of God. And in understanding the names of God's word, we can better um, understand the ministry of the word of God. Number one, the Bible calls the word the word of faith. Amen. It is the word of faith. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, it says, What is it, or what saith it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. So it calls the word of God the word of faith. Now, what is the word of faith? The word of faith is the word that imparts faith unto us. When you hear the word, it imparts faith. Glory to God. The word of God imparts faith. It gives you the ability to believe God. The word of God does not impart doubt. The word of God does not instill fear. The word of God imparts faith. When you hear it, you can believe God. Amen. Why? Romans 10 and verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So when the word is spoken... Faith is imparted to us. That's why it's called the word of faith. It's not a word of doubt. Any word you hear that makes you doubt God and doubt his goodness and his faithfulness in your life and doubt what Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross and doubt what he has concluded for you in his substitutionary work, that's not God's word because God's word imparts faith. Can someone say amen to that? Even when the rebuke is coming, the rebuke comes to correct you, to rebuke you, so you can turn to God. He does not come to correct and rebuke you and tear you apart and beat you down. That's not God's word. It comes to impart faith. Let's not say faith. Say it again. Say faith. The word of God comes to impart faith. It is the word of faith. It is the word of faith. Again, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and then to the Greek. It says, for therein in that word is the righteousness of God unveiled or revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So when God's word comes, in that word, the righteousness of God is revealed from what? Faith to faith. It builds you up in faith. It builds you up in faith. That's the word of faith. It imparts faith into you. And that I can of God rises up within you. And I will take that which God has provided for me, rises up within you. It's mine, that kind of a mindset. It's mine, it's mine. Jesus paid for it, rises up within you. That's the word of faith. And you can take what belongs to you. You can do what God says you can do. You can go where God says you can go. Hallelujah. Amen. That I can of God on the inside rises up within you. That's the faith of God. When God's word is preached, glory to God. It is the word of faith which we preach. It is preached, glory to God. And it is the word of faith. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, an example we found in, in scriptures. Um, how did she believe that Jesus was the healer and that she could touch the hem of Jesus' garment and behold of a plague. How did she believe? Amen. Look at verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, of whom did she hear? Of Jesus. Came in the press behind and touched his garment. That means there was a hearing that imparted faith to her. There was a hearing. She heard of Jesus, the anointed one. She, she must have heard, you know, of Jesus that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. She heard, so she believed. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If it's God's word, it imparts faith. It's the word of faith. Amen? So she believed. She believed. She believed. 
You remember that man at um, Lystra who was born lame, who never had walked in um, Acts of the Apostles chapter 14? If we start reading from verse 6, how did he receive faith to be healed? And the Bible says, and they were aware of it, aware of it, and fled unto Lystra and Deb, um, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that light round about. Look at verse 7. And there, come on, what did they do there? They preached the gospel. What did they preach? Come on, talk to me. What did they preach? They preached the gospel. So what happened thereafter? Verse 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Come on, what happened? The same. Now, let's read verse 9 together, everyone. Let's go. The same heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed? Verse 10 said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Amen. The same heart Paul preached what? The gospel. And so he had faith to be healed. How did he get that faith to be healed? He heard the word of faith. Come and say the word of faith. The word of faith imparts faith. It's the word of God. It's tears of faith in your heart. Glory to God. Amen. You are stirred up. You can take whatever it is that Jesus has provided for you. Through that word of faith, you can lay hold on the grace of God. Can someone say amen to that? Man, it's, it's, that's a word of faith. It's a word of faith. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Let's not say through faith. Uh-huh. So the word of faith comes to us to impart faith. For us to believe what grace has provided for us. And we can take a hold of it. Glory to God. Amen. By faith. Through faith. By grace. Through faith. Can we say that together? Say by grace. Through faith. One more time. Say by grace. Through faith. All right. If it is by grace, it has to be through faith. If it is not through faith, it cannot be what? By grace. Because that's the only access to the grace of God. Amen. I said amen. Come on, I said amen. Amen. So the word of God is what? The word of faith. What's the word of God? The word of faith. In Galatians chapter 3, all right, Paul called the church at Galatia, he called them foolish. Why? He called them foolish twice. All right, and that means the first time he called them was not a mistake. He emphasized it again by the Spirit of God, amen, because they were foolish indeed. All right, they were really, really foolish. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, oh, foolish Galatians. All right. Thank God he didn't say, oh, foolish Nigerians, amen. <laughs> that will forever remain in the Bible, amen. <laughs> Thank God, hallelujah. Oh, foolish Galatians. <laughs> Who had bewitched you? Who is the witch troubling you? That you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Verse 2. This only would I learn of you. (laughs) This is the only thing I will learn of you. Received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Let's all say hearing of faith. One more time. Say hearing of faith. All right. Now... If you can't hear of faith, all right, without hearing of the word of faith, it is the hearing of the word of faith that brings about the hearing of faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can read it this way. So, come, so then faith cometh by. The hearing of faith happens by the hearing of the word of faith. That's how it happens. Amen. Look at verse 3 quickly. He says, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you, not made, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Let's all say hearing of faith. Now let me say this very clearly um, without mincing words. 
everything that will happen in your life as a believer will come by the hearing of faith. Everything. Let's want to say everything. Everything by the hearing of faith. By the hearing of faith. And that's how things happen in our lives in the church. Great things, good things. God adds to us by the hearing of faith. Glory to God. The teaching of the Bible founds us or gives us a foundation. We are founded on the solid rock through the teaching of God's word. Amen. But our building, our building, that means our edification is by the prophetic word, the speaking of God's word, the hearing of faith. That's how we are built up. Glory to God. Uh, we saw that in Acts twenty thirty two. All right. It says, you know, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able, come on, able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. We are built up through the hearing of faith. And that hearing of faith comes as a result of the speaking of the word of faith. And as the word of faith is preached, the hearing of faith is, you know, made, um, is caused to happen. And as the hearing of faith happens, amen, faith is imparted. And as faith is imparted, we can call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> you remember Romans chapter 10, beautiful scripture. You start reading from verse 11. Amen. It says, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. Tell your neighbors, there's no shame before my face. Because I believe in Jesus. Turn to someone and say, I will never be put to shame. Because I believe in Jesus. Oh, come on, say it like you mean, say, I will never be put to shame. Because I believe in Jesus. Now, when you, when you, when you hear, for the scripture saith, it's telling you that it is written. That's what it means. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Glory to God. Amen. Look at verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. There is no difference. On what ground? Whosoever believeth. How can there be any difference? All right. If it's a whosoever thing. It's, it's whosoever. All right. Whosoever comes to the altar. All right. Will receive 1,000 naira. That means there's no discrimination. You should show up. All right, black, dark, um, light in complexion, <laughs> male or female, tall or short, whosoever. Hello, let's want to say whosoever. Uh, and that's, that's the law of faith. It's, it's the law of whosoever. It's the principle of whosoever. 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 Glory to God. When it comes to faith, there's no discrimination. Whosoever. If you find God's word and believe it, act upon it according to what is written, and you hear it according to what is said, and you believe according to what is said or was said to you, and you act upon it, whosoever. For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. That call upon him. Call upon him. Let's want to say call. Oh, come on, say it. Say call. There's a, there's a speaking of faith, the word of faith, that brings about the hearing of faith. And that hearing of faith imparts faith that produces the call of faith. You call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, it says, shall be saved. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Why? 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. 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 <laughs> whosoever. Ah, glory to God. Whosoever. You know, there was a day I was studying my Bible, and the Spirit of God quickened this into me. It says, check in scriptures everywhere you find whosoever. Amen. 
And anywhere you find the word whosoever, it tells you that anybody can get it. Anybody, whosoever. Or every man, every man, everyone. So I checked through and I found it. I said, wow, whosoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then it goes on in verse 14. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? (laughs) Glory to God. So when the preacher shows up and he preaches the word of faith, all right, that moment is everybody's moment. Whosoever, 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 whosoever. Thank you, Lord. Whosoever. I declare on that ground, anyone who has a financial need here, whatever it is, it is supplied right now. If you believe it, say a big amen. Whosoever. It's whosoever. It's whosoever. Glory to God. It's whosoever. Whosoever. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, what is the trend? Let's look at it very quickly. Amen. Faith, look at me, please. Faith is not an end in itself. Faith is always a means. Read through scriptures. There is somebody who is the end of our faith. His name is Jesus. He authors it, all right, and he finishes it. Faith is never an end in itself. Don't make that mistake. Now, hear this. It says in verse 14. Look at verse 14. All right. Verse 13, please. Sorry. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. So, what, what brings about salvation here according to the scripture? A call on the name of the Lord. Now, it says this is how the call happens. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So it's actually a call on someone that brings about that salvation. Glory to God. Whatever it is. But there is a means to that call. There's a means to that call. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe all right, on him of whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? So when the preacher comes with God's word and he preaches the word, it is to the end that you might believe God's word. And the believing is to another end. What's the believing? What is it to? It's to call in. Amen. You call on the name of the Lord. Praise God. You know, that man at Lystra did not understand this process. You know, he had faith to be healed. He would have gone home lame, though he had faith to be healed. And Paul, look, let's look, act on it. Jesus is here. Amen. Faith is always a me. Stand up. He's made you whole. Come on, he's made you whole. Stand up. Act on that faith. Glory to God. <laughs> and he stood up. Upon his feet, he shouted with a loud voice. When God's word comes to us, it is to an end. And that end is to, I mean, bring us to a place of calling on the name of the Lord. For example, God said to us, this month is a month of divine help. Amen. All right. Someone may do like this. Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's a good one. All right? Lord, have mercy. And that's the reason you see a lot of people in church. They may be in church for so long without getting results in their lives. And that's not God's plan. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, not me. Not me. Right. Say to someone and say, not me. not me. It's a month of divine help. He hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that we may nod our heads and say that's true. (laughs) Amen. That we may 
boldly say. <laughs> you see, it is what you are saying of what you have heard of God's word that will count in your life. It is that call. It's the call on the name of the Lord. Lord, you have said this to us. Isaiah 40, 41 and verse 10. It says, Fear thou not from with thee. Be not dismayed from thy God. He says, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You have said, beginning from this month, there's help, divine help. So in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, this is my month of help. This is my month of help. And I thank you, Father, because your help, oh God, is upon me in abundance. Gabo katila bratia. And by this word, I call upon your name. Amen. You are my help. You are my help. The Lord is my help. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my help. You are my help. Give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Amen. See? And people who translate faith into prayer or active confession, they are the people who get results. Spiritual things are very clear in scriptures. <laughs> so the word of faith, say the word of faith. Oh, come on, say it again. Say the word of faith. Mm-hmm. Another name of God's word is the word of grace. The word of grace. The gospel of grace. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 14 and verse 3. Acts 14 and verse 3. Amen. The Bible calls the word of God the word of his grace. It's a long time therefore both they speaking boldly in the Lord and give testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. The word of his grace. So what's God's word? Is the word of his grace. What does that mean? When he speaks that word to you, he communicates his grace to you. He gives you his grace. That means God's word is pregnant with grace. It has so much of grace in it, you can receive grace from the word, the spoken word. Let's all say grace. All right. Now, what is grace? Grace is, simply means help. Let's simplify it. Grace means help. A divine lift. A divine enablement divine favor divine benevolence that's what it means divine kindness bestowed on you divine love bestowed on you divine strength bestowed on you to lift you that's grace so when god's word comes it comes to lift us to enable us to strengthen us to build us up as we find i mean i find it in acts of the apostles chapter 20 and verse 32 The word of his grace. The word of his grace. Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. The word of his grace. Amen. I remember after I got born again. And I had a serious, serious challenge with Lost. Amen. I was serious. I struggled with it in me. I struggled with it in my mind. Ah, it was serious. I, I told a brother, I said, I'm born again. What's happening here? <laughs> he was serious. I had to seclude myself so that I wouldn't misbehave. Amen. For some people, isolation, all right, is, is a religious way of not misbehaving. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he was serious. Ah, so I went to the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, <laughs> I'm, I'm born again. What is this? This ought not to be. I have a new life in Christ. I'm born of you. Amen. And then God helped me. How did he help me? 
he sent his word to me. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. That scripture liberated me permanently. Permanently. Glory to God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, it was fired into my spirit. It was a rhema. We're coming there. Push! The revelation came. And I screamed, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Amen? You see two eyes there. How many eyes? Two eyes. I that was crucified with Christ and I that, that lives, nevertheless. That notwithstanding, nevertheless, I still live. Though I have been crucified with Christ, the old man was the first, is the first high. The new man is the new high. Amen? The second eye. Glory to God. And I saw that. I began to scream it. I began to scream it. I began to scream it. I began to shout it. I began to, you know, the word of his grace came. Hallelujah. And then I found myself in the midst of ladies without feeling somehow. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was liberated once and for all. The word of his grace. Let's on say grace. One more time. Say grace. Oh, come on. Talk to me. Say grace. That word came and lifted me from that realm of struggling in the flesh, struggling in the body, struggling with sensual feelings, liberated me. Glory to God. And that scripture was permanently registered in my consciousness. One of the scriptures, all right, or verses of scripture that I can quote, all right, <laughs> apart from John three sixteen, I learned that. Quiet with Christ. Can you shout that out loud? I say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that was the scripture that liberated me, came to lift me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The word of his grace. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of what? Grace and truth. The word of God is full of grace and truth. Full of grace. When it comes, it liberates you. The Bible tells us, it says, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. It comes to lift. It comes to liberate. It comes with the power of God to lift you. Glory to God. The word of his grace. The word of his grace. You don't struggle anymore. You don't bind yourself with fetters. Amen. You don't get into religious things. Praise the Lord. You don't get into being mechanical. You just receive the word of his grace and the word of his grace empowers you and you live above whatever it is that is called, you know, distraction, sinful habit. You just live above it. It's the grace of God. Amen? The power of his grace, the word of his grace. You don't struggle. You don't struggle. Amen? Grace eliminates struggle. Come on, what eliminates struggle? Grace. Say it again. Say grace. Uh-huh. It, it, it removes it, obliterates it, annihilates it permanently. Grace. Grace. The word of his grace. Hallelujah. And then jump to verse 16. And of the fullness of the word have we all received, come on, and grace for grace for grace for grace. I love the way another translation puts this, and grace upon grace. You know, grace can become a, a heap in your life. Yeah. It says grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It can become a heap. More grace. He giveth more grace. And God is able to make all grace abound. Abound. All right? 
when you are exposed to God's word, the word of his grace. Hallelujah. You see, grace will become a heap in your life. Anywhere you go, you carry that atmosphere, that envelope of grace. Things will begin to happen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We happen by that grace, the word of his grace. Amen. I said amen. I remember there was a man of God I was teaching one time. He said this. He said, when you receive God's word of grace, all right, he says, crack it by meditation. He says, when you crack it, all right, it's just like cracking, you know, bones. When you crack bones, what do you find in there? Come on. Marrow. He says, suck what is inside. He says, what is inside is grace. Let's all say grace. Man. Have you noticed that when people give themselves to the word of God over and over again, meditating on God's word and living by God's word, all right, naturally they just flow in grace. True? Flow in grace. It becomes effortless. It becomes effortless. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wow. For the very first time after that word, Galatians 2 and verse 20 was shot into my spirit by the Holy Ghost. Pa! I could live free for the very first time. Ha! I experienced freedom. I said, wow. So there's, there's a life of this kind. Freedom. Freedom. No shaking, shaking and turning around. Freedom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> there's somebody here. That freedom is on you right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> by this same scripture. By this same scripture. By this same scripture. Amen. There was a, a man, he got born again, got born again. He used to be a very, very addicted smoker. He smoked everything he could smoke. Everything smokable. He smoked, he smoked in the IM. He said there was a time he was, he was so addicted to smoking, if he wouldn't find anything or he couldn't find anything around to smoke, he would put a lubo inside paper. Puts that it will just that smoke, the thing must be smoked. You see, no smoke must just come. He was so addicted, he got born again. Praise the Lord! He got born again and loved the Lord, but he was still smoking. Let me say this to you many of the issues we deal with are in the realm of our souls. Say, soul, the configuration of the soul, the training of the mind. The inclination of the soul. The spirit is born again. Quite alright. But the soul is not inclined to God yet. So came to church and the preacher was preaching. Amen. And it was just one word. Whomsoever the son of God sets free is free practically. Indeed. He said that was the first time he heard the word indeed in scriptures. That means it's not that he sets you free theoretically he sets you free what practically indeed indeed practically hello he said for the very first time the holy spirit shot that word into him he said i'm free indeed the indeed was the the thing that rang the bell indeed practically i'm free i'm free i'm free i'm free he said when he stepped out of the auditorium and was going home and saw somebody smoking. He says, the smell, all right, of that smoke alone put him off. He couldn't stand it anymore. He said, since then, all right, even the smoke of firewood, he could not stand it. Anything smoke, he was delivered from it practically. <laughs> smoke. The word indeed was what made sense. Indeed, so this indeed has been in scripture all this while. The word of his grace. And it wasn't struggling. It wasn't like, I will not smoke again. I will not smoke again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I will not, never. I will not smoke. Oh, I will not smoke. I will not smoke. I will not. It wasn't struggling. <laughs> the word came. Bah! And lifted him from anything called smoking. Oh, glory to God. There was a brother who was sharing his testimony. Born again. When he gets hungry, he tears his singlet. 
I mean, he was that serious. <laughs> and anytime he's, get, he's angry, the people take to their heels. Eh? Hey. He will, he'll be angry. He'll be shaking like this. <laughs> he will take this one, throw it away. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Don't talk to me that way. I know and he was really angry. So one day, he was reading his Bible. And as he was reading his Bible, the word of his grace leaped out of the pages of the Bible to him. Anger rests in the bosom of a fool. And he started crying. So I've been a fool all my life. <laughs> I mean, not 15 minutes, not 30 minutes, he was crying. <laughs> Me a fool of a And that was it. Amen. Now they will say things and all that. <laughs> Just like God bless you. <laughs> now, it wasn't acting it. The grace of God had lifted him. That's what I'm talking about. We are not actors in God's kingdom. No. If you have not caught something, all right, stay until you catch it. There's no way you catch it and you remain the same. It's not possible. Possible. The word of his grace came and lifted him. There's somebody here, God's word of his grace is coming to you right now. If you believe it, say a big amen. amen. Glory to God. Now, when, when you hear people say they, they have caught the word of his grace in the area of prosperity, you know, <laughs> some people just be like, me too, I've caught it too. Me too, I've caught it too. All right? You're encouraging yourself. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. It's good. Because that encouragement, you know, is a step into catching it. Another step. You have caught it. Me too, I've caught it too. Ah. All right. But people who have caught it, the word of his grace. Say the word of his grace. Now, at this time that Paul wrote or spoke these words, rather, to the elders of the church at Ephesus, there was no written Bible given to them. Come on, are we together? Well, he says, I commend you to God and to and to So, what does that mean? It means when your pastors, your leaders come and they speak. All right? You see, speaking in church is not ordinary. Particularly when you are speaking in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. You know, there was a a message I preached by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That was many years ago. I think about six or seven years ago. Praise the Lord. And in that tape, I said, so you have not gotten IT attachment, you know, industrial attachment yet. You have not gotten attachment yet, industrial attachment yet. Go get one now. All right. And people laughed. Hey, <laughs> in the message, they just laughed. But that was a word for someone. In the U.S., he went to the first place for industrial attachment. They said, no, we don't take students. The next place. And they kept turning him down. Again and again. So he went to his closet and was listening to God's word. And he heard that. You've not gotten IT yet? Industrial attachment yet? Go get it now! Alright, so he stood up and said, I'm going. The word was fired. He went to the same place where they said no. They said, who said no to you? He said, some person. No, no, we take students, come. The same place that he had been rejected, they changed their mind. See, the word of his grace, the way it works, it lifts you literally. It, that's why it is grace. Grace. Is it not grace? Uh-uh. When you say something is grace and there's a, a tint of, or, of struggle inside, that's not grace. Come on, I said that's not grace. When you say grace, grace, grace lifts you. It, grace is all of God. Come on, are we together? Grace is all of God. God himself steps in and he lifts you. Amen. The man of God was preaching one time. That's why when, when we teach God's word under the unction of the Holy Spirit, we're speaking the word of his grace, substantiating the person of Jesus, the anointed one. Hear this. There was a lady in church. Nobody knew. She was devoted, born again. 
but she was still into prostitution. Nobody knew. All right? Sometimes our friends in the room thought that she would sneak to go and pray. Maybe, you know, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m., she'll be well-dressed. I don't know where you're going. I just want to fellowship. <laughs> and she will escape. She will escape to go and prostitute. Amen. And she was doing it for money. Sometimes she would cry, I don't like to do this, but the following day she would do it again. So she was in church one day, and the man of God was teaching. He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives big in your body, hallelujah. And that was struck her, pam, like an arrow piercing her heart. So what's prostitution doing in my body? I'm healed of it. It's gone forever. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, she said, the following day, she did not struggle. She could not go. The desire was not there anymore. The willingness was not there. It died a natural death by the word of his grace. So when we talk about the word of his grace, when it comes, it lifts you. It does. Amen. Come on, I said amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's the word of his grace. (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Whomsoever the son of God sets free is free practically. Indeed. 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 And the word of his grace. There was a young lady that was sharing her testimony. It was, it was really, really, really wonderful. She was a prostitute. And she, she wouldn't sleep with young men. She slept with married men. She just liked married men. And she did that regularly. One day the word of God was being preached in church. And she was there. And that word hit her, the word of his grace. All right? She came out, repented of that. And she, she said she was so free that she had to go and apologize to the husbands, all right, of those women. I mean, the, the wives, rather, beg your pardon, the wives of the men that she had slept with. Amen? Someone said, hmm, hmm. You know, the reason I say, hmm, hmm is... You know, I believe the word of his grace is coming to you. It's, it's called freedom. She was so free. She was so free. And that same word of his grace granted her favor. The first woman she confessed to, amen, the woman said, well, the Lord had told me, amen, and thank God you came and blessed her, blessed her, blessed her, blessed her. Blessed her. She went to the second and she went that way. All right? And all of them, God had appeared to them, the wives. It's called the word of his. When it works, it works. You know, it's complete restoration. The same God, Jesus, who appeared to Saul on the way to Damascus, appeared to Ananias in a vision, a certain disciple. She was so free. Do you know she was so free she could come out to share testimony. She called a, a, a fellowship, a garden of women, and she was teaching them, young women. I was sleeping with married men. She was so free. She was that free. It, it's called the word of his grace. It delivers you. It delivers the mindset, the sense of guilt. It delivers you from everything. Jesus alone can make that happen. <laughs> Many of us know Joyce Meyer. Amen. She says it freely. My dad slept with me when I was young. She's free. If you can't share your testimony freely of God's, all right, goodness in your life, no matter what it is, amen, you need to be more free. (laughs) I just told you mine. 
I had I was born again. I had issue with loss. But God in his mercy, I didn't do anything silly for this. I, I was anytime I saw any lady afar off like this, I would, I would go the opposite direction. <laughs> and that word came and freed me. And I had female friends, and the relationship was healthy. Oh, hallelujah. For the first time, I mean, I was shocked. Me? Huh? It, was, it was a good one. Glory to God. And I, I tell my testimony, you, see, you, may, you may say anything, you say, ah, oh, pastor, I know that. You may say, that's, that's not my present anymore. That's gone. I'm a free man. Can't you read that scripture, John 8, 36? If the Son, therefore, shall make you, you shall be free partially. You shall be free gradually. Gradually, no. When you got saved, you got saved at once. When God delivers, he delivers at once. You know, that's how God delivers. It's called grace. That's the wonder of grace. That the person that is delivered himself is me. Hey, you see people dancing before God and say, me. Hey, oh God, I give you praise. You know, there's nobody who experiences grace indeed that will not show gratitude to God. It always attracts thanksgiving. And it eliminates shame. There's no shame. There's no shame in grace. Hallelujah. Oh, I slept the first two weeks. I slept. I said, ah, I woke up. I said, me sleeping. All kinds of dreams. <laughs> you know, you wake up sometimes be like, what kind of this? What kind of life is this one? All kinds of dreams. You see yellow purple, brown purple, all kinds. <laughs> all kinds of like sometimes you just see some women pursuing you all around. <laughs> Which one is this one again? Would you let me sleep? And for the first two weeks, sir, I slept, I snored, I woke up. Oh, the wonder of his grace. (laughs) Hallelujah! Liberated me. Just one word. Shot into my spirit. Man. It was as though I saw Jesus Christ there on the cross. Very it was so real. And the old man, I saw the old man there crucified with him. And then I saw Jesus buried and the old man buried with him. It was so real to me. And I saw who? When he was raised from the dead, the old man was not raised together with him. It was the new man. I said, ah. You know, for the very first time, with this confidence, I, I could say, I am free. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Lift up your two hands. Pray in other tongues. Rakato baradisika bradia. Rakato brakitele katesh. Mando robaketo supra bede gregado shatala brabadabasha. Rekoto prakita labradesh. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us. You are the Lord of grace. You are full of grace and truth. Set free, set free, set free by the word of your grace. By the word of your grace. By the word of your grace. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, glory. Sakabara de Gorodabosh, Shatelebrebadabosh. Likamba Gonde, Konde, Cobra Kitelebrebadabosh. Zakora de Caparo, Sikalabrebadabosh, Shate. Makato, Sikabra Kitelebrebadabosh, Shate. Glory to God. Glory to God. Kandobare, 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 the word of his grace, 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 the word of his grace. 
The word of his grace, the word of his grace, the word of his grace. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, it's proceeding from this altar. The word of his grace, the word of his grace, lifting man from needs, from afflictions, from oppression. The word of his grace, the word of his grace, liberating destinies into the fulfillment of God's will and God's plan. Rapate kote kabaradaka. We have just one more minute to go. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray in other tongues. The word of his grace. Oh, hallelujah. Rataba, 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 Erobosa. Likamoro secate, Broboda Croce. Mancorodo, si Broboda Brobosa. Macato, Prequito, Proquito, Prequito. Zibro, Broboda, 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 Zaboro, Secaro, Sicaros. Rapacato, Crepo, Caradabaradesa. Oh, hallelujah, 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 glory to God. Woo, glory, 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 ha, 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 hey, the word of his grace, the word of his grace lifting us, the word of his grace, hallelujah, 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 inspired by the Holy Ghost. Inspired by the Holy Ghost, inspired by the Holy Ghost, like Britain man all over the world. The word of his grace, the word of his grace, the word of his grace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Say a big amen. Rise to your feet. Hallelujah. I declare concerning anyone here, whatever the situation is, the word of his grace is coming to you right now. In your dream, when you meditate in the morning, in church, as you listen to messages, receive the word of his grace. Receive the word of his grace. Receive the word of his grace. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shago Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-00093. Stay blessed.